Today is the 13th day of January. I am Denise. Welcome to Psalms Cast. It's so great to be here today to spend some time with you as we dive into the Psalms to see what the Lord has for us here today to lighten our way, to lift our spirits, to know that He is God. Our five chapters today have us visiting Psalm 13, Psalm 43, Psalm 73, Psalm 103, and Psalm 133. I'm reading from the contemporary English version of the Bible. At the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, we are only doing one chapter. It is such an amazing moment in Abraham and Sarah's life. And we also get to see that when a person runs ahead of God to get what they want their own way, it sometimes hurts other people. God again shows His mercy even in this situation because our God is an awesome God. So let's take a brief moment just to ask the Lord to be the focus for this time. Father in heaven, we come humbly here seeking you. We ask that you would pour into our life your truth and your wisdom. Open our hearts and open our minds to everything that you would have us to know today. Transform our life. We are looking to you for hope. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 13, a psalm by David, a prayer for the Lord's help. How much longer will you forget about me? Will it be forever? How long will you hide? How long must I be confused and miserable all day? How long will my enemies keep beating me down? Please listen, Lord God, and answer my prayers. Make my eyes sparkle again or else I will fall into the sleep of death. My enemies will say, Now we've won. They will be greatly pleased when I am defeated. I trust your love, and I feel like celebrating because you rescued me. You have been good to me, Lord, and I will sing about you. Psalm 43 A Prayer in Time of Trouble Show that I am right, God. Defend me against anyone who doesn't know you. Rescue me from each of those deceitful liars. I run to you for protection. Why have you turned me away? Why must enemies mistreat me and make me sad? Send your light and your truth to guide me. Let them lead me to your house on your sacred mountain. Then I will worship at your altar, because you make me joyful. You are my God, and I will praise you. Yes, I will praise you as I play my harp. Why am I discouraged? Why am I restless? I trust you, and I will praise you again, because you help me, and you are my God. Psalm 73 God is good. God is truly good to Israel, especially to everyone with a pure heart. But I almost stumbled and fell 
because it made me jealous to see proud and evil people and to watch them prosper. They never have to suffer. They stay healthy and they don't have troubles like everyone else. Their pride is like a necklace and they commit sin more often than they dress themselves. Their eyes poke out with fat and their minds are flooded with foolish thoughts. They sneer and say cruel things and because of their pride, they make violent threats. They dare to speak against God and to order others around. God will bring his people back and they will drink the water he so freely gives. Only evil people would say, God Most High cannot know everything. Yet all goes well for them, and they live in peace. What good did it do me to keep my thoughts pure and refuse to do wrong? I am sick all day, and I am punished each morning. If I had said evil things, I would not have been loyal to your people. It was hard for me to understand all this. Then I went to your temple, and there I understood what will happen to my enemies. You will make them stumble, never to get up again. They will be terrified, suddenly swept away, and no longer there. They will disappear, Lord, despised like a bad dream the morning after. Once I was bitter and brokenhearted, I was stupid and ignorant, and I treated you as a wild animal would. But I never really left you, and you hold my right hand. Your advice has been my guide, and later you will welcome me in glory. In heaven, I have only you, and on this earth, you are all I want. My body and mind may fail, but you are my strength and my choice forever. Powerful Lord God, all who stay far from you will be lost, and you will destroy those who are unfaithful. It is good for me to be near you. I choose you as my protector, and I will tell about your wonderful deeds. Psalm 103 by David The Lord's Wonderful Love With all my heart, I praise the Lord, and with all that I am, I praise His holy name. With all my heart, I praise the Lord. I will never forget how kind He has been. The Lord forgives our sins, heals us when we are sick, and protects us from death. His kindness and love are a crown on our heads. Each day that we live, He provides for our needs and gives us the strength of a young eagle. For all who are mistreated, the Lord brings justice. He taught his law to Moses and showed all Israel what he could do. The Lord is merciful. He is kind and patient, and his love never fails. The Lord won't always be angry and point out our sins. He doesn't punish us as our sins deserve. How great is God's love for all who worship him greater than the distance between heaven and earth. How far has the Lord taken our sins from us, further than the distance from east to west? Just as parents are kind to their children, the Lord is kind to all who worship Him, because He knows we are made of dust. 
We humans are like grass or wildflowers that quickly bloom, but a scorching wind blows, and they quickly wither to be forgotten forever. The Lord is always kind to those who worship Him, and He keeps His promises to their descendants who faithfully obey Him. God has set up His kingdom in heaven, and He rules the whole creation. All of you mighty angels who obey God's commands, come and praise our Lord. All of you thousands who serve and obey God, come and praise our Lord. All God's creation and all that He rules, come and praise our Lord. With all my heart, I praise the Lord. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 133, a song for worship, living together in peace. It is truly wonderful when relatives live together in peace. It is as beautiful as olive oil poured over Aaron's head and running down his beard and the collar of his robe. It is like the dew from Mount Hermon falling on Zion's mountains where the Lord has promised to bless His people with life forevermore. Just continuing to work at totally staying out of the weeds of whatever is happening in the political swamp. Whatever happens, happens. I trust God for my future, and I'm just walking each day out doing whatever job He has for me. Today, I spend some time catching up on our pastor's sermons that I have missed while out of town. Here is a quote for us to chew on today from one of his sermons. God did not call us to be liked by the forces of evil. God did not call us to be just nice to the forces of evil. God called us to be salt. Salt stings before it heals. Are you being salt in your life? We are amazed that what we find here in the Psalms offers us a steadying in the midst of the tornadoes of life. Thank you for being the light in the darkness that illuminates what our next step should be. We thank you for offering us your living water to quench our thirst and the bread of life here in your word, the Bible. Lord, we are here looking to know you in a deeper level. As we reach out to you, draw us closer. Open our eyes to the treasures that you and your love have placed all around us for us to find, to savor, and to marvel at your goodness. Open our understanding to how we can apply your word in our life today. Come Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. So our prayer request today. There is a guy named Ken who spent his life running from God. The clock is ticking and the sands of this earthly journey are running out. Pray that Ken will be given a clear understanding of what his eternal future will be if he rejects Jesus' gift of salvation. Pray for Judy, who has a very tough task that needs to be accomplished this week. 
This task could be seen as meddling by many. However, this matter is one that God laid before her in the fall of 2019, but still, it has not been accomplished. She got a bit of a jolt today and a reminder that this task needs to be done now. Pray as the Lord leads you. Now for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word at the very end today, we continue that Genesis journey. Today we are in chapter 21, and we are only doing one chapter. This chapter is that moment that Abraham and Sarah had been waiting decades for. God is a promise keeper. But often when we run ahead of God to make things happen, there can be collateral damage to other people's lives. But God again is faithful to provide a future for that young man. So if you would like to connect, to ask for prayer for yourself or for someone else, to request a Bible for yourself, to make comments or to just ask questions, for those in the United States, you can call or text. The number is 470-240-1509. For listeners elsewhere around the globe, I'd love to hear from you. Use WhatsApp. It's the best one that I've found so far to connect. Our WhatsApp number is one 240 you can also connect or message through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Parlor. So in closing today, remember this thought from today's psalm in chapter 73. In heaven I have only you, and on this earth you are all I want. My body and mind may fail. But you are my strength and my choice forever. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. I am praying for you. And Lord willing, I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Genesis chapter 21. Yesterday was a very hard read. While the day before we had heard the Lord promise he would spare the city of Sodom if he found ten good people there, just ten. Sodom was a large city. Hold your hands out in front of you. Look at your fingers. Just ten. And friends, what the angels found were less than that. Lot and his family dawdled and did not immediately escape the city when the angel told them to go that night. The next morning finds Lot, his wife, and two daughters still in the city. What on earth was holding them there? Did they really think that God was joking? Did they think that God wouldn't really destroy all those people? Just for a second, consider... If an angel came to your house and your neighbors ganged up outside the house and wanted to do the angel's harm, I know that I would personally try to go out and reason with them. I would not offer up my children to those perverts 
as Lot offered. And then when they that gang rushed the door and those angels snatched Lot back into the house and blinded all the men so they couldn't find the door. Um, if that happened to me, I'm pretty sure that when they told me to get gone, I'd leave everything and just run for the hills. But instead, the angel had to grab their hands and escort them out of the city. The Lot his wife, and those two daughters had to be clear of the city before God could destroy the city and the land with hail and brimstone. Lot's wife, she turned back and instantly was changed into a pillar of salt. She disobeyed and paid with her life. Lot and his daughters did not fare well either. Those daughters, okay, mother of pearl, I understand wanting a child badly, but instead of seeking God to provide them with a husband, they defrauded their own father. Those sons born to those two girls became enemies of God's people. Yes, it is a grim reminder that God is a promise keeper. He's not only a promise keeper of good things, He's a promise keeper of the judgments that he says that he will deliver. Those who reject him will suffer the same fate as those in Sodom. Yes, I have family in that category. All I know how to do is keep praying for them and providing them with gifts of love that point to the truth and point to Jesus. Yes, God never stops loving them and calling them to himself. If they reject all of his attempts to repent, they themselves seal their own fate. So today we're only doing one chapter of Genesis. It is a powerful chapter, and it's also a reminder that often when we run ahead of God's timing to get what we want, our actions can cause grievous harm to others. But God even here was merciful. So as I read this chapter, simply allow God's words to wash over you and through you and trust the Holy Spirit to unpack it for you. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Genesis chapter 21, Sarah has a son. The Lord was good to Sarah and kept his promise. Although Abraham was very old, Sarah had a son exactly at the time God had said. Abraham named his son Isaac. And when the boy was eight years old, Abraham circumcised him just as the Lord had commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh. Now everyone will laugh with me. Who would have dared to tell Abraham that someday I would have a child? But in his old age, I have given him a son. The time came when Sarah no longer had to nurse Isaac. And on that day, Abraham gave a big feast. Hagar and Ishmael are sent away. One day, Sarah noticed Hagar's son Ishmael playing And she said to Abraham, Get rid of that Egyptian slave woman and her son. 
I don't want him to inherit anything. It should all go to my son. Abraham was worried about Ishmael, but God said, Abraham, don't worry about your slave woman and the boy. Just do what Sarah tells you. Isaac will inherit your family name, but the son of the slave woman is also your son, and I will make his descendants into a great nation. Early the next morning, Abraham gave Hagar an animal's skin full of water and some bread. Then he put the boy on her shoulder and sent him away. They wandered around in the desert near Beersheba, and after they had run out of water, Hagar put her son under a bush. Then she sat down a long way off because she could not bear to watch him die, and she cried bitterly. When God heard the boy crying, the angel of God cried out to Hagar from heaven and said, Hagar, why are you worried? Don't be afraid. I have heard your son crying. Help him up and hold his hand, because I will make him the father of a great nation. Then God let her see a well. So she went to the well and filled the skin with water, then gave some to her son. God blessed Ishmael, and as the boy grew older, he became an expert with his bow and arrows. He lived in the Paran Desert, and his mother chose an Egyptian woman for him to marry. A Peace Treaty About this time, Abimelech and his army commander, Phicol, said to Abraham, God blesses everything you do. Now I want you to promise in the name of God that you will always be loyal to me and my descendants, just as I have always been loyal to you in this land where you have lived as a foreigner. And so Abraham promised. One day, Abraham told Abimelech, Some of your servants have taken over one of my wells. This is the first I've heard about it, Abimelech replied. Why haven't you said something before? I don't have any idea who did it. Abraham gave Abimelech some sheep and cattle, and then the two men made a peace treaty. Abraham separated seven female lambs from his flock of sheep, and Abimelech asked, Why have you done this? Abraham told him, I want you to accept these seven lambs as proof that I dug this well. So they called the place Beersheba, because they made a treaty there. When the treaty was completed, Abimelech and his army commander, Phicol, went back to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba and worshipped the eternal Lord God. Then Abraham lived a long time as a foreigner in the land of the Philistines. Are you good with waiting? Are you good with just resting and waiting for God to do what He has promised? Today we heard the fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham. He promised him a son. Yes, Sarah made an arrangement with her slave woman so that Abraham could have a son. That was not the son that God was promising him. God was promising 
him the son of he and Sarah. And from the time that God promised that Abraham would have a son to the time that Sarah had her son born was 25 years. So the next time when it seems that God just does not hear you, and there is no answer to the prayers that you have been praying, but you have been faithful, and you have been following God, being obedient to the things that He has told you to do, believe, have faith, rest, rest in that God is a promise keeper. And if you need a reminder, go back in Genesis and read about those 25 years. God will keep His promises to you.